This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex. And a very special shout out to our brand new commercial sponsor for this podcast. It's Practice Win. Martin, you know a lot about these guys, don't you? Yeah, Practice Win came onto the scene in Accountex this year, and they've developed an app that allows the accountant and every member of the accountant's team to curate the content that they feel they need. So rather than having to go through a site and find everything, the specially curated content from the channel experts comes direct to their smartphone. And there's so much content out there, it's great to cut through it. And my firm's app who produced this, they really know what they're talking about with accountants in the mobile space, don't they? Oh, they certainly do. They've been around for a long time. And one thing's for certain, they want everyone everywhere to feel involved from an accounting uh, firm perspective so that they know that that team, whether it's a senior manager or a partner, can access what is needed with ease to help develop their practice. And that's what WIN stands for. Practice, win, what I need. Where can people go to find out more, Martin? Uh, they can go to practicewin.co.uk. That's practicewin.co.uk, where they can download the app for free and start curating their content immediately. Fantastic. You accounted to get there. And thank you, Practice Win, for sponsoring the show. Welcome to UK Matters in Accounting, the podcast going out to the accounting practitioners in the United Kingdom with UK related matters. And this is the show where we take UK stuff and relate it to you in business. It could be best practice, it could be news pieces, it could be just things that have caught our eye that are relevant to you here in the British Isles, however you want to define that. I'm thrilled to have with me today our guest host, Lucy Coyne. Good day, Lucy. Hello, Rob. Lucy, you're running an accounting firm, you're on the bleeding edge, you know what works and what doesn't. And this is your chance to have a little rant or just to sow some seeds of wisdom and practicality to the leaders out there who are running accounting firms or indeed working in the fintech profession that serves them. And you want to talk today about the overwhelm we have in choosing technology and apps. And it is bewildering, isn't it? It is befuddling. Um, <laughs> That's a very good British word. <laughs> Befuddled, yeah. Um, bamboozling. When I started Mazuma 16 years ago, the technology available to me as a plucky 23-year-old was limited at best. Um, we were still on uh, CD-ROMs, not quite floppy disk, I'm not quite that old, but we were still on CD-ROMs, we were still on desktop, uh, we were just out of dial-up internet, websites were just a online brochure for your business, they, weren't, they didn't do anything, and uh, our options are fairly limited in terms of increasing our productivity, in terms of connectivity, uh, data exchange, data extraction. So in many ways, uh, not to sound like a complete Luddite, the world was a simpler place. Uh, not necessarily better, but it was much simpler. So working on efficiency meant you had to work on process, you had to work on precision, and you had to, uh, there weren't really shortcuts, or there weren't things you could plug in, Zapier and APIs, they, they just didn't exist. Not, not at the level that you'd use on a day-to-day -day accounting practice. Today, however, 
the amount of technology that is available to you, the breadth of functionality that you can access for pennies on a monthly subscription, the power capabilities you have at your fingertips is absolutely, to go for another B word, mind boggling. It is, it is absolutely astounding. And it means if you're somebody like me who loves a new toy and who loves something new and shiny to try, you will probably have signed up to hundreds of 30-day free trials and forgotten at least 50 of those and end up paying for things that you really didn't need and you've never adopted. So I was thinking about this the other day and thinking about the decision-making process behind how you actually, if you're in practice now, especially if you're maybe new um, or you're or you're revamping or you're, you're digitizing or going into the cloud, how the blooming heck do you actually start making decision about what you're going to use and i was just thinking about what a massively overwhelming task that is at the moment and you were recently at accountex manchester accountex north it's one of the big flagship shows here in the united kingdom as is their london event and we've got accounting web live coming up and other shows are available once you go there it is a bombardment of the senses isn't it with many many different vendors suppliers advisors providers mentors coaches fintech people out there then add to that all of the apps and the mobile integrations it's just too much for the the normal accountant to take on but they're running 30 40 50 100 pieces of software and apps in their business so they've got to make good choices but goodness me it's hard to get it right it is a veritable cornucopia. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I've talked before about when you go to these events, like going with intent and, and going with specific problems. And I think that if you go with a kind of um, treasure trove, uh, magpie-esque, shiny new thing point of view, which I will admit, fully admit that I do. You've walked out with all the swag and all the goodie bags and all the ideas and the trials. And I've got all the trials, all the t-shirts, all the canvas bags, all the all the um, eco drinks bottles, every single one of them. And it can be really hard. To, and you can end up in, in a position where you've got kind of analysis, a paralysis by analysis. You've got too much. So when we approach things at Mazuma, and we've talked about how why we why we end up developing our own technology, because actually there wasn't something out there that fit us, and we're in the position we're able to do that, and I know not that many people are. But you have to go out there again. This is about intent, specifically looking at what problems in your business are you trying to solve, and then actually going and almost having some sort of procurement process for your practice to try and find the solutions to that instead of throwing the net wide or allowing people to approach you, looking at a demo for everything and becoming completely overwhelmed by the whole thing. So it's, I think, again, it's about setting that intent, finding that problem you're trying to solve and then actively going to look for the thing. And then the classic procurement thing, it's, a, it's an oldie but a goodie. Pick three, trial them, end up with one and implement it well and test it, measure it, see if it works. And if it works, continue it. And if it doesn't, ditch it. Um, and that's very basically kind of the formula that we use. We had Will Farnell on a recent show and he picked up on in our Insights show, which comes out on a Tuesday. This is where we pick a bit of the news. And you've been on that show as a guest host with us, Lucy. We talked about when accounting firms put tech before their clients. And he talked through the decision-making process of we have a gap to fill. We have a need in our firm. So they choose the tech they think fills that gap. But guess who they forget to factor into that decision? The client. Absolutely. For years, uh, when we were kind of developing the Mazuma offering, we kept getting asked when apps were first kind of did their round and everyone everyone had an app for everything. 
um, we kept getting asked by people, oh, you should have an app. And I kept on responding with, for what? And we, I suppose, in terms of technology, were relatively late to the game in terms of developing because to us, our clients didn't express a need for it and they didn't tell us they needed it. And we couldn't see how we would have an app without exactly what you said there, forcing something upon clients that did provide them with any value and just made their life more complicated and sort of muddied the water of what we're offering. We've always been very, like I said, laser focused on what we do, do the one thing well. And that it took a long time for us to even figure out what we would use an app for in terms of the delivery of our service. So yeah, I I feel that. So let's just summarize this, Lucy. You're going to shows and getting calls every day from vendors and promising demos and can we walk you through this and this is going to change your life. Let's talk first how you discern what is good and what is not and what to say yes to, even just to take it to the next level, not to buy it, but to just show an interest in How do you filter those? The first thing you've got to do is to decide whether this piece of kit or this app or piece of tech is actually going to solve any sort of problem in your business. Do you need it? Have you sat there on the day-to-day going, oh, this is really annoying. I wish there was a quicker way of doing this. And unless you kind of have felt some sort of need for it or are looking at going, right, what's next? How could we build on the offering? How could we either get more time or more money or more services into it? Unless you've actually kind of felt that need as part of your ongoing business development, which, by the way, you're not just running an accounting practice, you're running an accounting business. And if you're not looking at your business development and you're kind of planning as part of that and you're being just reactive and kind of sporadic, you need to be doing that. Unless it's aligning with your roadmap of what you see your practice doing over the next couple of years, you're just grabbing at low-hanging fruit and hoping something sticks. So first of all, unless you is answering a question that you've asked yourself, I'd say don't even take the demo. You're just going to get yourself confused. It will still be there in six months' time. They'll still be trying to get you to have a demo. Don't overwhelm yourself. So that's, that, I suppose that's job number one is, do you even need to see the demo? I know we all like to be polite and salespeople have got new numbers they have to demonstrate. And they Vendors are very persuasive, believe. Lucy, aren't they? They're great salespeople and they can promise loads of great things. Of course they can. And they've all got jobs to do. And I understand that. But you can do it in a way that's polite. You can just say, look, I've got a very clearly defined roadmap. I don't think it's aligns with what I want to do right now. But park it, circle back to me in six months. And I might say no and I might say yes, but just don't rush into it. Give yourself some breathing space um, and then move on to, right, what have I identified? And then go through whatever I know bottles or stress balls or business cards you picked up that meet those needs and go of those. I've evaluated my desktop research. And from the desktop research, I think that these are the best three and just book those in, look at those, have your set of criteria that you want to evaluate it against. Does it do X, Y, Z or does it do ABC? Does it increase this, decrease that, whatever it might be? And then pick the one you think fits best. And then you start on your implementation strategy about how you're going to embed it, how you're going to train it, how you're going to make do that change management. But unless you've been through that actual process, you're just clutching at straws and hoping that the next new toy is going to solve your problems. A bit like in January when everyone looks for the next diet fad and you're desperately hoping that whatever 21-day cleanse or you lose eight stone in seven days or whatever nonsense is out there, you're desperately hoping that that's going to undo all the bad stuff you've done with the Quality Street in two weeks. It's, it's not going to. What actually makes a difference is sustained, repetitive, 
habits and that's what you have to get into with technology and just to complete that circle sometimes you might already have the right tech but you're not using it in the right way so you don't need anything new or different you just need to go back and take that pause that breath and say right can I use what I've got a little bit better? Yeah, that's spot on because we actually do this with our own clients. So we occasionally get a client who maybe is about to churn and we say, look, you know, we're really sorry to hear you're leaving. Was it something we did? Oh, I just, you know, I, I was looking for someone who did this. And we go, well, we do, we do this. Why? And they're like, oh, I had no idea. So first of all, vendors should be proactively and as accountants proactively going out to our clients and, and letting them know what we do or know what they do. But like you said, circle back and look at what you currently have and speak to whoever your account manager is and go, look, I've got a requirement for this. Have you had any new developments that I don't know about that might answer this need? Because let's face it, if you've already got something in place, you've already got a relationship established. All of these vendors are constantly developing their offerings. If you've already got something there that could plug that gap, you don't have to make a big change then. That's even better. So yeah, absolutely, completely agree. See what you've already got and has it improved since you first implemented it? That makes sense, Lucy. And I love the way you put it earlier. A great way to say no is that's not currently on our roadmap right now or that's not where we're going or I need some time to think about this. Accountants are not great at saying no, are they? Have you got any other tips or scripts or phrases they might use to politely turn down a very alluring uh, vendor with some great promises at the next event they go to? You're asking for all my trade secrets now where people are now going to know when I'm brushing them off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I always go, it's not on our roadmap right now, but come back to me in six months time. Or I always say, I don't think we've got a requirement for that at the moment, but please do keep me updated about any further developments. Or I might say, um, it is of interest and I am really interested about the journey of your business and what it's doing. I don't think it aligns with us right now but please do keep in touch and they'll kind of probably come back to you every now and again. They might want to book in a call. And at that point you decide, do I want to spend half an hour of my time chatting to this person and the subject? Cause let's face it, a salesperson as well, doesn't want to waste their own time. If it's, if it's going to be a cold no, and they're not going to get a sale out of it, there's an honesty in going both ways going, look, I'm not, I'm not in a buying frame of mind right now. We're not in a buying cycle. It's not other ones. It's not in our budget for the next year. That's my biggie. We've not, we signed off our budgets. It's not, it's not in our budget for the next year. You'll have to come back to me in April. And all these phrases, which we're used to there, everyone knows what they mean. Everyone knows they mean not right now. Thanks. But it's a soft, nice, polite British way of doing it. Love those, Lucy. Give a stronger note or a wiser yes on your terms and you will do a lot better at uh, managing the overwhelm of all the tech snaps out there. Thanks, thanks so much, Lucy Cohen, for being our guest host on UK Matters in Accounting. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex, 